You are listening to Mommying While Muslim Podcast, where hosts Uzma and Zeba share their personal stories of mommying in a post-9-11 world. This podcast is designed with the Muslim American mom in mind, so grab a cup of coffee and pull up to their table. Assalamualaikum, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mommy Well Muslim Podcast. Still flying solo. As you can see, subhanAllah, Zeba and I have had quite the week. It's been really fun. Please make the offer her because she's had um, a health setback and inshallah, everything will be okay. Um, she's doing fine, but she needs to be uh, resting right now. So keep her in your prayers, especially this Ramadan and when you're standing in Taraweeh or in Qiyam, I really would appreciate it. So as a result of what's happened in the last week, for us personally, we are going to do uh, some pushing and extending of our schedule and changing it up. We did want to go into a new series this April, but we think we're just going to continue our favorite things because so many of our favorite things companies finally reached out as Ramadan started and they're like, Hey, you know, we're, we have time to record. So we want you to hear from all of these companies and this way it will give you more of an opportunity to plan for your Eid gifts. For those of you who are into the consumerism of Ramadan and Eid, for those of you who are minimalists and are not on the consumerism bandwagon, I want to grow up and be just like you. But I have no self-control. I went to Umrah uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to buy anything. My suitcases basically went empty, and they came back full because, again, I have no self-control. Um, I like to buy things, and I like to know what to buy. So it's something I'm working on. Pray for my growth, too, while you're praying for Zeba. So um, like I said, today we're going to continue to pursue Muslim moms' uh, favorite things. And today's episode is Muslim moms' artistic favorites with artist Natalia Dar. Many of you know her on IG, where she makes beautiful videos of her process. Her pieces of Islamic art are unique and breathtaking. And there's a pride that shines through, especially in the architectural pieces of our unique Islamic history, Muslim history. Um, I actually commissioned Natalia to make a piece for my house. And we'll talk a little bit about that as well. She's a self-taught self-taught artist who specializes in architectural renditions. Although she works with various media, she prefers acrylics as well as ink for those architectural pieces. And there's one that, oh my gosh, I hope she recreates one day because it still makes me cry. Um, she often finishes off her finished pieces with gold leaf. Who doesn't love gold leaf? Uh, when she isn't drawing and painting uh, architecture, she prefers to create bespoke abstract pieces for her clients. And I'm going to ask her what that is soon. So welcome, Natalia. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum. It's so good to have you here. I'm going to, before I kick off with our usual first question, ask you what bespoke means for those in our audience who don't know and for myself. Um, it's just, it's, basically like a commission piece, but it also means that I look at your space and um, I make something especially for you. So it's not something I have created for myself. It's something I make with my clients and their needs in mind and their house and their aesthetic. So yeah. So custom pieces. Custom pieces. Okay. Awesome. Sounds good. Those of us who use old fashioned language, I'm sorry. Like there's of, so many new words. <laughs> yeah. It also kind of means like it's one of a kind. So I will not be recreating it. There will not be prints of those as well. So it's just a one of a kind piece. 
Oh, okay. All right. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. So our first question usually is to our guests, tell us a little bit about your momming story, whatever you're comfortable sharing about your kids and your momming Mm -hmm. philosophy. So I live in New Jersey. I have two kids, two daughters. They're seven and four. They just turned seven and four. So I have to like tell myself how old they are. (laughs) Um, And yeah, it's great. Like most of the time I'm just doing my work. I work from home. So they're hanging out around me and uh, they paint a lot too. So it's mostly like I'm painting on one side and they're hanging out next to me painting. Um, So yeah, we've always been in New Jersey. So the girls also grew up here. We recently moved to a new place. So we're just all getting like used to adjusting to the new school, the new routine and new neighbors and everyone. So yeah, just um, watching your socials and like how you parent. It's just very... It's, it's, it's hard to describe. It's kind of hands-on, but also hands-off, yeah. especially in terms of like the girls learning whatever new thing it is they're learning, especially when it comes to art. It's kind of like you're not directing it, but you are overseeing it. And like you said, you're doing your thing and they're doing their thing yeah. on the side. So that's something I really appreciate, especially the modeling of your passion, you know, for them. And it's not, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed that they've, had like any artistic inclinations themselves I'm sure yeah one of at least 50 percent of your kids will <laughs> I hope or, so. yeah. yeah but you know it's like if they decided not to pursue that and they had a different passion the feeling that I get from like the conversations you're having with your kids online is that um they're free to kind of pursue whatever passion they want kind of like you were yeah I, I love watching them and I, I I like to observe them more like you know like whatever they're doing, I'll just secretly be watching and I want to see how they learn and how they figure things out. Um, I think that's like one of my favorite parts about parenting. Um, Sometimes like my older one loves exploring and she's usually outside. We just, this new area, there's lots of frogs. And that's one part I'm not (laughs) excited about, but she'll bring frogs to me. And I'm just like, oh, this is cute. Maybe just keep it out of the house. But um, Yeah. yeah. It's it's nice watching them and seeing how they figure out things and their take on, you know, even art. Like, I don't want to tell them what to paint or what to draw. I just let them do their own thing and figure it out. Yeah. So we'll come back to this in a little bit. But why don't you, for our audience members who don't know a lot about you, maybe share a little bit about your family background and your inspiration for your art. Okay. So we are Pakistani. My family's from Lahore. And uh, both my parents are from Lahore, and we grew up in New Jersey. And, um, I mean, we just had a typical, like, Pakistani upbringing. Both of my parents uh, were also, we used to live in New Jersey for the longest time. And they both passed away uh, about 12 years, over 10 years ago. It's been a while. And I guess I started taking art seriously around then. I was always good at art, and I was always creative. And my dad really wanted me to like pursue that. So he would like push me to just draw all the time. And I remember one time my dad was trying to get me in this AP class or something. And I'd made like a thumb drawing. Like I used to make like a lot of like hands and figures and he had it in his pocket and he went to see my guidance counselor and he pulled out the paper and he's like, look, she's really good at art. And I'm like, oh my God, I hope he just, just <laughs> so cute. But he was really <laughs> proud of me for being good at art. So I guess I kind of just um, followed my passion from then. Mashallah, that makes me so happy yeah. because anybody that I've known who's been artistic, that's like your hobby. Yeah. Even though they clearly had... um 
like a, a, a huge, like they were prodigies, yeah. but it was like, you know, those Disney parents were typically like, no, go find a real career. So yeah. I love that your dad was like, no, this is amazing. Was he an artist too? No, he wasn't. He was a, he was a chartered accountant by like originally. And then um, he like, you know, he opened a restaurant, but then he just, he was creative. He loved singing. So we remember growing up, my dad was always singing. He used to play the piano. So I guess he just, you know, the creative man inside of him felt like, okay, maybe one of his daughters should do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just for the audience purposes, you are four daughters or We're five? Five daughters. We're five sisters. Mashallah. So yeah. Five sisters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. May Allah elevate his ranks in Jannah. Amen. And we know just from the hadith that he will be very close to the Prophet Sallallahu for so lovingly raising you guys yeah. because, you know, he was super proud of you guys. Yeah. Um, we were talking a little bit mm-hmm. earlier about how at one point we were neighbors when I was living yeah. for short stints in New Jersey. Um, and, uh, you know, I was able to meet your parents and they were really amazing people. Mashallah. Mm-hmm. May Allah grant them Jannah. Mm-hmm. So, um, your parents, your family supported you in your artistic process. How did that develop over time? Like, did you go to school? Did you take any classes or was it travel? Like, how was it that you came about to be NMDS art now? So I wasn't like, um, I guess I never took it seriously myself. I used to enjoy doing it and my dad encouraged me. But then when my parents passed away, I I guess I just needed like an outlet. And that's when I began like seriously doing it. And it was just kind of my escape from everything. And so I just that's I think I, I believe I made my fate first, like real, like serious painting, then my first piece that I still have that I can't make myself like sell. But um, yeah, and then from then, I just like kept going. Yeah. So is that first piece on your IG? It is on my IG, but you yeah. have, okay. Yeah. Cause now of course I'm like interested. I was like, what is it? What is it? It was a, uh, it was an ink piece of very like fine detail of the Bachai Masjid. And I believe it, you know, I have had so many people request to purchase that one. And I always mm-hmm. make a new one because I can't sell the original because I always like oh. so keep remaking. I think I've made that specific piece. I, I was counting. I think I made it's 17 times, which is crazy to wow. think that someone has made like yeah. the same thing over and over, but I just can't yeah. like, and it stays on my website, but every time I get a request for it, I make a brand new one, but I can't sell the original, <laughs> but yeah. So. I love that. That's like one of your babies. And I've seen yeah. that piece. That is yeah. super intricate. So yeah. to have to do that 17 times, yeah, I mean, 17 you times. should probably be able to do it in your sleep. However, to I, someone I like me, that no, sounds incredibly intimidating. Because I'm just like, oh my God, if someone requested, this is like, I'll do it in 15 minutes at this point. <laughs> oh, perfect. Perfect. That's awesome. So I'm going to circle back to the question mm-hmm. of our kids being online on our business account. So sometimes artists are sharing more than just yeah. their process. And you share a lot of your yeah. process on there, but you know, we can see your kids on there. We, I guess, you know, just for Zeba and myself, um, because she especially keeps her kids um, off of our mommy while Muslim yeah. uh, stuff. How do you decide when your audience gets to transition into your personal life? Like, you know, when is it okay? And what would need to change to change your mind about it? Not, you know, making any kind of judgment yeah. call no, on absolutely. what anybody's doing. Yeah. yeah. So 
I've always like, I have always shared my kids online, but I try to do it in a way that I still respect their privacy. I don't like, I don't like making, using them to get business or I don't like using them for my work. I will like to share, like if I'm working and my kid is sitting next to me, I would love to share them, but I try not to go past, like, I don't like to share any, like anything that might compromise like their safety or their security or privacy. And that's, I feel like that's where the line is for me that Mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't want to share their school or where they're hanging out or what they're doing. And um, I also don't like to share too much of my, like behind the scenes of my house, you know, my household, I have other members, my husband, our person, like Mm -hmm. what we're doing. I don't share all of that. So I will share personal conversations we have while I'm working or what I do with the kids, but that's about it. Yeah, it's very yeah. hard to draw the line because once you begin sharing, you don't know when to stop, right? Because that's how it starts. I always feel like yeah. people begin sharing and then they're like, oh, we're going out doing this today and my kids are eating this and I'm making this. And Look at how cute they look. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's just always like knowing when to just stop. Yeah. Like my kids are getting older and Zeba's kids are old enough now mm-hmm. to where, I mean, they have indicated that they don't want to have anything exactly. to do with social media. So it's like, okay, that's, you know, she's gotten the red flag from them and she's been very respectful of it. Yeah. As my little ones are getting older, they're like, you're not going to put that online, are you? Exactly. And it's like, nope. And that's now that you said that, that, no. That's my older one who like a few times, like she's like, oh, I don't want you to record. And I feel like I have to be respectful. The minute she tells me, no, mm-hmm. I, I've stopped. So I don't put her on as much. I Only when she really wants to like, mama, can you make a video of us together? That is the time when I'll do it. But otherwise I try to just keep her off because she sometimes feels uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And my younger one loves it. So I'm like, okay, she's taking pictures and it's cute right yeah. now. But I know. <laughs> she's such a minute, ham. She's so oh cute. Gosh, yeah. and, so, and I feel like, okay, the minute she tells me, that she is not comfortable with me sharing her I I would want to respect that so yeah yeah exactly like my daughter is um entering her teen years and it's like yeah let me see that picture and if I don't like that picture I'm deleting it off your phone and I'm like oh my god you're one of those women like I've never asked somebody to delete a picture no matter how horrific it makes me look because I'm like who cares yeah I know I've had people but yeah yeah Yeah, that's so funny Mm -hmm. so um you have created art in the past for charitable causes. Mm-hmm. Um, so your goods print yes. in particular, I remember was something that you did. I can't even remember what the cause was at this time, but I remember it, it was something really meaningful. Maybe you can um, fill in the gaps in my memory, but uh, describe how that happens um, when you're creating pieces for a cause. Um, so I like to work with like, you know, different organizations and uh, sometimes like these are pieces that I've already created for clients and then I will Mm -hmm. help like, you know, or something that comes to me and it wasn't the intention to create something for a specific cause. But, um, you know, if something is going around and it affects me, I will try to use that as a way of raising funds for it or um, yeah, so I, I, I recently sold like a paint, a painting of the Dome of the Rock. I was creating it for myself. And while I was sharing the process, somebody wanted to purchase it. And right away, like halfway through, she was like, oh, I'm buying it right now. So she purchased it. And then the whole thing was happening with Palestine. And I sent the painting to her. And she reached out to me shortly after saying, I have that painting. I would like to auction it off. So we auctioned it. And like, you know, that's how we raised, like, I think we raised close to 20,000. One person like purchased it for like, it was anonymous and people started bidding and someone purchased it for like 5,000 or 4,500, I believe. And all, believe it or not, all the other people who 
were bidding on the piece, even though they didn't get it, but they knew what the cause was. They ended up giving donating the money as well, even though they didn't get the painting. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And after that, like the prints, I, were the prints also part of the fundraiser? Um, I, I've I've auctioned pretty a lot of prints. Like so, I just make prints open ended. There's no count on them. So mm. yeah, there have been many fundraisers for different mosques and different causes. And if people want to like auction off, they reach out to me, and occasionally I'll like send them prints that they auction and help raise funds for their mosques or whatever is, you know, happening. Yeah. In terms of your subject matter, like you said, you started out with like hands, hands from my understanding are some of the hardest things to do. Yeah. And then architecture. So it's like the two hardest things in the art world is what you focused on. Why? Just the challenge? No, I think it was just something that helped me focus. And it's like you are focusing so much. Like I've made paintings with like the tiniest strokes. And I feel like there's no room for any noise in my brain at that point, right? This is the one thing I'm focusing on. And I felt like that's what I needed to kind of shut everything out. So, yeah. that's basically So it's therapeutic it's for therapeutic. you to do that. Yeah, yeah. I like completely like zone out. <laughs> it's anxiety like, inducing for me. Yeah, I know. I'm like, like, oh my gosh. Like, oh my God, I'm having a heart attack. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so relaxing. So... <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's so funny. Because like when I'm drawing hands, it's like stick fingers. Like yeah. that's it. That's Actually, how that was, well I can draw hands. I started with hands because I remember I was watching like a TV show about this artist. And I don't even remember. I was like six or seven. And he was saying something like, oh, hands are the hardest thing to draw because of the shadows that fall. And I was mm-hmm. started like, they were like, oh, look, if you move your hands different ways, you'll see different shadows fall in them. And I was like, oh, my God, he's right. This is impossible because whichever way you turn your hand you're going to like, you know, have a new way of drawing it. So that's how I started yeah. practicing. Yeah, subhanAllah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, your choice of architecture, you do want to talk about that? Like why? Yeah, I started with a lot of like Pakistani or cultural Islamic art, mainly because I was just so fascinated. Uh, recently, right after my parents passed away, actually, I took my first big trip to like Pakistan since they passed away. And mm-hmm. um, it was to deal with some of their like, property and like things and I guess I was just like taken aback by the beauty and I had never seen like things like just like going to Bachai Masjid for the first time was so amazing I can't describe the feeling and I just felt like I had to like put it down on paper so that's how I started getting interested in Islamic art and like Mughal art and like you know so um yeah so in a way it's kind of like keeping that connection with your parents yeah. for you too. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. I have not seen the Bachai Masjid to this day, even though I yeah. did go to Lahore for not a few days, but um, yeah, I never got to go. Do Are women allowed in there to pray? Yeah. Yeah. We went inside. and oh. prayed. I actually then went back once more after I took my husband and my daughter, yeah. the older one, when she was a baby and, you know, it was raining and we went inside and it was just, it was just beautiful. We prayed inside and it was just, yeah, it was a surreal yeah. experience. And your artistic rendition of it like makes me want to go there like even, even more. Our trusted partner, Guidance Residential, the number one U.S. Islamic home financing provider, is offering an exciting Ramadan special. This Ramadan, take advantage of their home purchase savings program by following three easy steps. Learn how to do that when you experience the guidance difference and learn more at gr.link backslash Ramadan dash FB dash MWM dash MAR 23. 
you were talking about uh, being commissioned for pieces. So let's get into mm-hmm. um, how that happens, kind of the process, and uh, we can talk a little bit about how we did mine. Okay. So what happens is sometimes I will be creating something, whatever I want, and people see the process and they'll want to purchase it, just like the the Dome of the Rock painting. And sometimes people will commission me, which is they'll reach out to me and they'll tell me we have this wall space and we want to put something there and we just don't know what. And I guess that's where the process starts. We go back and forth. They send me pictures, measurements, pictures of the house, their aesthetic, what they're thinking of. I ask for like, like, you know, as many photos as they can provide, whether it's, you know, things they have in mind, colors they like, schemes, certain like photographs. And we kind of put together something and then we, I give them back a mock-up. And I know like these days, everyone's like doing all those like di- digital art. And I'm so bad at that because my mock-ups are just horrible. And I tell them, just trust me, it'll look better than this. Way picture, better than but, this. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, sometimes it can be scary and I hope that they trust me that it'll turn out nice. So yeah. yeah. I think, you know, some of those digital ones, it's hard to tell that they're digital. So I don't know that I was afraid when I got my mock-up. I think for me, it was just, I was pretty flaky about what I wanted, right? Because we went through (laughs) how many different designs. (laughs) Yeah. And that's hard. You're picking a piece that's going to stay on your wall. And I I don't know, we recently moved and I have not put anything on my walls because I'm just like, it's such a big decision. And I don't want to put anything Mm -hmm. yet until it's the right piece. And I started putting filler pieces, which are just things I've put on, but I know they will not be staying there because I'm like, okay, I Mm -hmm. want something. And I have to just, I have to find that exact thing I want on there. So it's hard to like finalize and pick something. And yeah, it's, it's something like someone told me. The process can take months. Yeah, it can take months. So, and, and then yes, once we commission, I think like the going back and forth and finalizing something is um, it takes, I guess a month, about a month to like go back and forth. And then depending on the size of the piece, it can take anywhere between four to eight to 12 weeks to get the painting yeah. finished. And I forget how many days you spent painting mine. Cause mine was pretty big. Yeah. I spent exactly, Oh my God, about two and a half months. I had a break in between because I remember I was, I went somewhere in between and it ended up being three months till you got it even though I told you it would yeah. be done in two months, which was eight weeks. but it no. <laughs> I, was like, I had already waited like two years to like make a decision and finally okay, be like, who am I going to contact for this? Like who's going to be the artist that does this? And I don't know why in my heart, because that space is so central to my house, yeah. it was really important for me for it to yeah. be a custom piece and for it to be made by a Muslim maker and, yeah. you know, yeah, I knew it was you. It was just like, what was it? What am I, what am I going to ask her to make me? Because I knew yeah. what your scope was and yeah. it's overwhelming. Like, cause there's so many different buildings it could have been. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, I think I started with like a, a the Dodge Mahal uh-huh, and yeah. it was like, eh, I don't think, I don't know. It was just so hard to do. And then we kind of mixed it up with something else, yeah. I think. Right. Well, I'm honored yeah. that you finally picked me. So thank you. Yeah. No, I mean, picking you was easy. It was like the process of what is it going to be? And I remember like, yeah, FaceTiming you and like video showing you the room because you wanted to get, um, like you said, you want to get an idea of the space. Yeah. You sent me videos of the whole space. I remember it was, yeah. 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 
So um, I think you used all the colors I wanted. There were moments when it was like, hey, would you like it to be a sunset or daytime? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. So it's like, you were like, oh, I can do it like really fast. And you could tell, yeah. you know, oh, you yeah, tell me what you prefer. <laughs> that was and crazy. I was like, was- what do you mean? <laughs> and I'm not sure if you were on my Instagram or not, but I have people, sometimes like a lot of my clients are not on Instagrams and they don't know that I like sometimes post the process on my Instagram as I'm working on a piece. Mm -hmm. So like we had a lot of people have a lot of opinions as I was working on your painting and they were like, no, did you add a bird? Can you add this? Can you try this? And it was just, it's funny. (laughs) Really? Yeah. It was just fun because I share the process as I'm working. Right. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I like to share and sometimes I feel like the process is too private and I just put the final piece out. A lot of pieces I don't even share because some clients have like, you know, things that are maybe it doesn't go with my page or something and I created it. So yeah, I was sharing that prop piece as I was working on it. And there was this, everyone was just like, can you, can you try this color instead? Can you do this instead? (laughs) You're like, sorry, my client has this very specific palette. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. But there are moments when, when you're doing the process that it's an uncommissioned piece and in the middle, like you said, somebody might yes. purchase it. Yes. So it, does that happen? Which one happens more? Like, are you commissioned more often or are you just doing your artistic thing and somebody wants to buy what you're making? So initially I used to accept a lot more commissions because it was just, you know, it's easier to create something that people want. And recently, as I've been getting a lot more commission requests, and I had the option to kind of slow down, and I only accept now, I try to accept no more than 12 pieces commission requests a year, because I want to work on one a month, and I try to mix in small and big ones, because I started working on only large pieces for the last few years. And it was just Mm -hmm. taking too long. Um, So yeah, now it happens that I select only like 12 clients a year that I will do pieces for like this year, I have seven slots filled up. And I don't know if I want to mm-hmm. fill all of it up because we just moved. And I was like, maybe I should take it slow this year. And then, um, and so I accept a few handful of commissions and then the rest of the pieces I'm, I'm working on. And if someone wants to purchase them, I do. I recently started my prints a few years ago and that mm-hmm. kind of like substitutes me not needing to, I guess, take on as many like clients and commissions. But even the prints you're doing by hand. Oh yeah. I hand finish each. Print. And I didn't and know that things. that was a thing. Yeah. yeah not a lot because of people do any that, other so. artist, nobody does that, that. As far as I know, anybody else literally makes a digital print of the original, your yeah. hand doing all of those. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, hand that's why I felt really good about doing the Chutz one, you know, when I got yeah. that for actually yeah. a friend. Um, and I was like, well, it's actually still hand done. It's still a handmade piece, so it's not really a print. Because I'm like, okay, I know, like, you know, I could just send them out as is, but I just wanted to give that, like, you know, personal touch for people who can't or don't want to or can't afford an original piece, then they should still be able to have art. You know, I wanted to make it as Mm -hmm. affordable as possible. So I try to, like, hand finish each piece by myself. Yeah. And it makes me happy because on a lot of influencers or people on IG, I'll see my print. <laughs> so <laughs> know, the print of, of my piece. And I'm like, oh, there it is. And I went to my cousin's house and it was there too. And I was like, oh, hey, look, you have my my piece. And she was like, what? Yeah. That's yours? I was like, I have the original. <laughs> yes. And that's a big flight. I was talking to a friend recently and um, someone she knew commissioned a piece. And then she was like, I keep seeing this print everywhere. And it's a big flex to say that I have the original because, you know, that's the original piece. And then she was like, oh, yeah, 
I had someone yeah. come to my house and she had an original bachai hanging in her house. And she was like, oh, someone said, oh, do you have a, a print by NMB, whatever, like, you know, whatever they call me. And she was like, no, I have the original. And that she's like, I felt yeah. so saying that someone. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was just funny because it's like, you know, you're really good about not identifying who your clients are. I especially appreciate that. But it was, it was funny how like, even my cousin who I'm very close to, like had no clue, you know, that I had the original, but it took me a long time to share it because it was just a matter of, okay, well, how am I going to get this ginormous piece mounted on this big space? That was like a whole thing. But Alhamdulillah, I finally was able to put that up. So in terms of when we're talking about, you know, going onto these social media accounts and looking at these makers and like, we're scrolling, it's beautiful. Oh my God, this video is so awesome. Her process is so great. Um, Like, what do we have to say about those people who are scrolling past the makers? Like, how do we make them stop and see the value in don't just look in ooh and ah, like let's support Muslim businesses. Let's support women businesses and women artists. Like how do we, how do we make that mindset shift happen? So I guess it kind of is on both ends, right? You, I feel like as a maker, I have to have a relationship with people to make them want to stop and stop scrolling and look at my work. I can't just keep like, you know, it can't be in one sided relationship. So I, I don't like to chase after numbers. Like, Oh, I need to get to 10,000 followers, 20,000, 30,000. I like to think that whatever followers I do have, I want to have a good relationship with them. I consider like, you know, I try to, I talk to most of them daily. They know me and, you know, so I feel like that helps trying to get, actual sales as opposed to just, you know, just raising the numbers saying, Oh, I can just jump from this follower account to this one. So it has to go the both ways where you develop a relationship, you are genuine with your followers. And I feel like that helps people support you and want to support you. So you, maybe that speaks to like you sharing like those personal aspects, the non art art parts of your life to create that relationship and make people be like, I'm a real person that deserves your support and love. Okay. Yeah. Because for me, it's like, I don't want to just come and ogle anybody's art, you know, like I want to know how, like you're contributing something beautiful to the world. How can I support you so that you continue to do that? You know, the whole starving artist thing that we have in our minds, it's like, well, they're starving because they don't have those uh, commissions. They used to be sponsored back in the day where they would have Mm -hmm. like a benefactor who would pay their expenses, who would pay for them so that they could create. Um, It's kind of like the same thing as our Muslim scholars. Like they can't pursue scholarship if we're not willing to support them while they're doing that work that we don't have the time or the passion or the energy for. Like if somebody is good at something and has an affinity for something, there has to be a way for us to support them, whether that's sharing their account, sharing what they're doing, sharing the reels of their process, or I think paying for what they're making. Um, And I think that's really important and it requires um, this mindset shift of maybe I don't need it. Maybe I can give it to somebody. Maybe I can donate, like you said, donate it to a cause or something. But for me, it starts with supporting that woman 
who's making yeah. something like on a daily basis, like you're a mom. So you've already made two oh very God. big, huge <laughs> things, mashallah. Exactly. So it's like, like you're doing it alongside that very hard job. So it's like, what can I do to yeah. make it easier for you on in those parts of your life that are more important than the art, which yeah. would be your children? So that's really important to me. And of course, making my space beautiful because everybody who walks into my, into that room is like, you know, and they're like going up and they're trying to read the artist's like signature. And I'm like, oh, that's Natalia Dar. You can find her here on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. And they'll be like, oh, wow. And I'll, I'll tell them, go back and look at the videos of how she made this. It's like beautiful. So um, that's, that's so much fun. Like you said, that's my flex where I'm like, I know the artist <laughs> You yeah, can go exactly. back and look at her on Instagram. So yeah, for me, it's not having the original. It's like, Oh, I know the artist. I used to live across the street from her. Exactly. <laughs> so that's, what's fun for me. Yeah. So we keep it all in the family. So, um, I love that, uh, you have offered our, one of our listeners who is going to, um, know this code word that you're going to share with us shortly, they are going to get something from you for um, getting back to us with the code word. So why don't you tell them what this free gift is and then share the code word. So um, I am going to be giving away one large print of the Dome of the Rock. That's been one of like my most favorite prints. We've done so many like, like, you know, fundraisers for it. And I was like, let me just do a really large one for that. The 18 by 24 print, I will be hand finishing it with gold leaf. And um, the code word is dome. So dome. I love that. Okay, wait, I'm going to write that down so I don't forget it. <laughs> um, so the lucky listener who gives us the word dome, um, you can email that to salam at mommingwellmuslim.com or you can DM us on Instagram at Podcast. Again, the code word is dome. And I think I've purchased the 18 by 24. It's big. It's, it's a big pretty. print. So. It's, it's a paper print, which is a fine art paper print, which is not a regular print. I have to tell people the difference because until they hold it, they will not know the difference. It's not just a regular print you get outside. I have to work with a printing company who only produces these for fine art, like museum quality paper. It's made on special paper. And um, once you frame it behind glass, it's pretty large. Like, you know, you can, depends on what size frame you get, but you can go up to like 24 by 36. So yeah, that's one of the larger sizes we offer in a print. Yeah. And like the good thing is like those of us who are completely clueless about framing, Natalia will like walk you through that process. Oh, yeah. like, I, I don't know links. what to do. <laughs> yes. I send the whole link and um, everything. So, Yeah. I think you had even looked up like the closest Michaels to me and like yeah, sent I, me the address. I was like, oh, I know I that place. Them. I'm there like every yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. I called them. I was like, I want to make sure you're going to be able to do this job for this person who is not in my state. And I don't even know where you are, but... <laughs> Yeah. 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 And it's like choosing um, matting and framing and stuff like that. That's a whole other like art, I think. So, you know, to have somebody with your eye and your expertise walking us through to even that end of the process, um, I would say even like where to hang it, you were like, oh no, just center it there. It's like (laughs) perfect. So the follow-up is really, really good. So we like to finish uh, the end of our podcast with a rapid fire. And we put 90 seconds on the clock. It's super 
fun. It's supposed to be uh, a way okay. for our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. The first answer is always the right answer. So okay. um, don't think too hard about it. Again, it's supposed to be fun. So let me set that timer mm-hmm. right now. We always kick off with what book are you reading right now? Oh, oh my God, Gone with the Wind, which is embarrassing because I've read it like 20 times, but I know it's a big book. I've never once read it. I know. I made a friend read it. It's like the book that I go to to like calm myself down. I recently recommended it to a friend and I said, this is my favorite book. And I know like in today's time and age, people have issues with it, but it was just a beautifully written book. And if you can make it through like a thousand plus pages, I would recommend everyone read it. But then she was reading and she was like, my mind's blown. So I started reading it again. So that's actually what I'm reading oh. right now. <laughs> <laughs> she re-inspired you. That's awesome. Like, oh yeah. That's so funny. If you could have an unlimited supply of one thing, what would it be? Time. <gasps> that's a good one. That's a really good one. I'm surprised it wasn't acrylic paint, but yes, time I makes sense <laughs> for a busy mom. Paint is very expensive. Paint is very expensive. Yeah. I should have said paint, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your favorite season? Spring. Spring. That sounds about right for an artist or somebody living in New Jersey. Yes. <laughs> what exactly. time of the day? This is a good question. Okay. <laughs> this is a good okay. question for an artist. What time of the day are you most inspired? Oh, after any time after my kids are asleep, like midnight, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. You're a night owl like me. I love that. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to do one last. I know we ran out of time, but I want one last one. Um, oh, my gosh. This is so funny. It has to do with Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Who's the person you've talked about how art is like your, like your sounding board. That's where you go to, Mm -hmm. you know, clear your mind and heal yourself. But who's the person you talk to when you need that listening ear? Is there a human that can serve that purpose for you as well? My sisters. We, yeah, we're super close. So many. (laughs) We have so many. I literally, I have no option. I have to be friends with some of them, but um, yeah, it's my sisters. (laughs) your sisters. I love that answer. That is perfect. And with that, we are closing this episode. Again, the code word is dome for an 18 by 24 of the dome of the rock. It is one of my favorite pieces, probably mm-hmm. second to the Badshahi Masjid um, okay. ink that you do. I really, really do yeah. love this dome of the rock because there's color in it as well. And the gold foil just yeah. totally elevates it. So I think whoever wins it is really, really going to appreciate it. So thank you so much, Natalia, for coming on. Thank you for, um, giving away this beautiful piece and sharing your art with the world. And, you know, Oh, I forgot to ask the most important question. Why should you be someone's favorite artist? Um, I don't know. I think I'm genuine and slightly awkward. This is not the time to be humble girl. I am very, this is the time to sell yourself. I put a lot of heart into my art and, um, artists need money too. So (laughs) there we go. Yeah. Well, I think in there should also be added, you're not going to find this kind of art anywhere. Like I've not seen, I I follow a lot of artists, you know, Mm -hmm. because again, I was searching for a piece, but also, you know, I don't, I don't want to support the concept of starving artists. I want to believe that there's a world where artists are not going to starve and people will be compensated for the beauty they create and the work that they do, because this is not easy stuff. Right. So, um, 
I think you will not find any architecture pieces like this. And the piece that I hope one day you will remake is the Medina one where you've got the arches in Masjid al-Nabawi. I love that ink. It makes me weep. I I just came back from there. I made a print of it and I was like, oh my God, like I wish I'd made a print of it before I, because it was a custom piece and it was sold. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll just have to commission you to do a whole nother angle of those arches because I was looking at them and I was like, I'm going to take this picture and send it to Natalia and make her do this ink. Well, hopefully then. So that's, that's so funny that I was thinking about you and much of the Nova Week. Um, anyway, I can get there and someone's thoughts is good. So thank you so much. Yeah. No problem. No problem. Jazakallah for coming on and again for supporting us and um, giving away this gift to our audience. I know they're going to love it. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Thanks again for joining Zeba and Uzman Momming While Muslim today. Please email us your thoughts or questions and follow us on Facebook and Instagram because this podcast was designed to cater your needs. Make sure you check out the show notes to find the links and resources for this episode. And remember to help a mama out and leave a review of the show, as well as to like it on your podcast app of choice, because that helps us grow. Tune in next week for another episode of Mommy Wall Muslim. Assalamu alaikum, everyone.